Cross Talk in an hour. Uh, you have not checked out the latest on Hinge Pod. Uh, I suggest you do so. Getting rave reviews. It was uh, it was a doozy and an interesting one to say the least. It's always fun. Yeah, we so have that, a good time, oh, yeah. We, we certainly do, Yurko. We'll and we're not afraid to open up and share. Oh, well, and embarrass ourselves a little of, bit. That type of format, you know, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. We want to be transparent, Yurko, after all. It's Carmen and Yurko. You got that right, Carmen. 312-332-3776 is the number if you want to join us. I'll play a little bit more Joe Madden for you in just a minute. As he uh, went down memory lane for a little while yesterday with Waddle and Sylvia. They talked about more than just the Cubs, though. We played you that show, Hey Bite. Talked about some of the rules changes. He likes the play clock. There's some things he doesn't like. Sure. Kind of an old school guy, too. There's a few things he doesn't like. But I'm eager as games start this weekend to see what these changes are like. I'm eager to see what it does to the game come regular season. I hope it speeds it up a little bit. I hope it uh, makes it a little bit more exciting for young fans. Um, baseball's got an issue when you're the average age of your fan is late fifties. It's just not a good thing. You know, um, it isn't. And so they've really gone to great lengths here in the last couple of years to try to figure out how they can, uh, get a little bit more relevant in the, the eyes and the minds of younger viewers. I think it's a good thing. And I'm eager to see how these rules changes, uh, what they look like as they roll them on. I think there are a few that are really, really good. I think that I think the bigger base thing is going to be big. I think it's going to encourage more Dude, running. It, does it look that much bigger than it the does? Old base? Have you seen it? Yeah, it does. It does. What is it about three inches? Um, in in length, I and believe width? I believe it is Yurko. I think that's exactly right. Was it? Did it go from fifteen inches squared to eighteen? I, I believe that's Could what it, be. I believe that's what it is. But it's significant when you see the old one on top of the well, new 15 one. Fifteen is two hundred twenty-five, uh, you know, inches square. Right. In 18 and 18, do we have that? Quick. Off our head? Um, hey, it's got to be up into the... I'm going to get the calculator. Close to 300, I'm thinking. Yeah, 324. Yeah. yeah. So 324, 324 square inches. So you increase the base, ashpeta, um, you know, close to you know, 40%. Yes. 40% bigger just by going through by three. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I could do... Could be substantial. I think it could be, absolutely. That's why I like that one. The, the pitch clock's going to be the best thing, though. It is. And pitchers are... Well, we'll see. We'll uh-huh. see. I, I, I'm going to like it if there's angst either out of the pitcher or the hitter with the pitch clock. You know, uh, somebody wanting time and they're not getting time. Mm. You know, what are the rules on a player, I, I a watched, batter calling I watched time? It, I watched it happen. The guy went back, called time, time. It wasn't acknowledged, and the umpire wasn't going to acknowledge it. Time, time, time. The ball came in outside, and he ended up walking. But he was What's like, the rule on that? The, the rule is you're in the box, you're in the box, ready to rock. There's no time anymore. Wow. That is kind of interesting. I mean, you right, see the clock on there. Everybody knows you, you, when it's coming. You're going to have to adjust. I don't know what else to say. You're going to have to get used to it, and they're going to have to adjust. Mark's in Lincoln Park on ESPN 1000. Hey, Mark. Hey, Eric. Hey, Carm. How are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. I uh, can't wait for the 25th event party. That's gonna oh, be fun it's going to be great. Yes. I'll see you guys there. I'll see you there. Hey, uh, I got a name for you, Carm, that our beloved Chicago team had one of the two, two-way most dominant players in history, I think, and it was Marion Hosa. And we had him. Obviously, he's retired, but you were talking about Shohei. Yeah. I think I think Hosa, the proof's in the pudding. You know, he was with the Penguins, the Wings, then came to us, won three championships. Yeah. And such a dominant two-way player that great. goes under the radar. And, uh, you know, because it's hockey, whatever. Yeah, he was great. I mean, Mark, there's no doubt we'll see you next month at the House of Blues. He was great. He's one of the best I've ever seen in my life. Two-way, two-way players. Marion Hosa is certainly one of the best. Pavel Datsuk, if you said pick your best... I'd probably say Pavel Datsuk's the best two-way player I've ever seen. 
Um, he was a machine. I mean, he was in. He played for the Red Wings. If people aren't that familiar with, high. when we talk about two way, the great scorers, the great offensive players, who are great defensive players, normally they're centermen, um, which is kind of incredible. You know, Hosa's contributions, and he played on the wing. Really, I mean, no, he was no, mostly Hosa was the man. Uh, he was unbelievable. But Dotson's probably the best I've ever seen. Hosa's certainly in the conversation. Steve Eiserman was great. Joe Sackick was great. Johnny Taves in his prime was great. The centermen always have more responsibilities. So a lot of times those are the guys that rack up those Selkie awards. That goes to the best defensive forward. But I don't think I've ever seen anybody better than Datsuk. But Hosa was, Hosa was ingrained into Hosa. It was incredible. I mean, he had that from, from the word jump. Yeah. And when your best players are kill penalties, guys, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you've got a special player. And that's what made the Hawks special. It's why they were so good. It's why they were so dominant when you had players. That could play on both ends of the ice the way Taves and Hosa. When you have multiple players like that, I mean, think about it, Yurk. It's just it made them special. How the mighty have fallen. They they need to get they they need to get with it here in the next week. By the way, as I've ranted yesterday, I mean, Kaner's on this heater. You're winning. You've won four in a row. Well, they, they, said the the, they said the thing with the Rangers. Yeah, is is going to happen? You know that it, it looks like it looks like it might. They benched a couple of guys yesterday. They put them on the pine so they can get hurt. Mm. So it, it looks like something's going to be coming to fruition. So he might shortly. end up in New York after all this. Could That's be what he Rangers. wanted. Could be with the Rangers. Play with the bread man again. Uh, here was Waddle and Sylvie with uh, Joe Madden yesterday. This was, uh, I think it was, might have been Waddle. No, I think it was Sylvie that asked the question. He said, uh, do, you, do you ever feel like you got a raw deal at the end of your run here with the Cubs? Well, um, again, that's just the way this world works sometimes. That's how the baseball world does work. Um, I agree. The thing about that group that you just mentioned, just think about every name that you threw out there. Part of, part of that success was this was a really charismatic group. Not just good baseball players. Really good guys that I thought interacted well uh, within the clubhouse, interacted well, great with the city. I think it was a, I, I think the city, I know the city was able to identify with these people, these players, and that was part of the allure also. It was, it went beyond just the game itself. Uh, again, looking at 16 and that whole, that little block there, just think about the players involved, all of them, and uh, how we came together. Uh, kind of a disparate group in the beginning, and all of a sudden, you know, Theo brings in some, you know, even Johnny Lester, one of the most underrated, best free agent signs of all time. Um, Johnny was such a big part of that. David Ross comes in, and David's the glue. Uh, and, and and I also, I, I'll defend this, Miguel Montero had one of the biggest roles in us winning that thing, and he doesn't get any credit for it all. So, it, but again, I'm talking about really charismatic, good guys, uh, very strong um, personalities that required a lot of attention. And I think when you get to some really great teams, you're going to find that, that they're not only going to be good, but there's going to be this element about them that's uh, very attractive to people that are looking in. Even our guy, Miggy Montero, got a shout-out there from Joe Madden. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Miggy Montero was calling him out on the day of the yeah. parade, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> Remember the great uh, one-day one show, one show we had with Montero? All right. it's uh, Carmen and Yurko are pleased to announce, yeah, a pleasure the, to announce the Miguel Montero Show. Miggy, what's up? Every Tuesday we'll talk to you. Okay, guys, talk to you next week. Yeah. The next day over. he fires on uh, Jake Arrieta and they cut his ass. Yeah, it's over. Wait a minute. Well, that was fun while it lasted. Thanks. The Mickey Montero Show. Happiest guy, program director. Don't have to pay him. It's back in the day. It's an all-timer. One show. One show. One show. One show. They finally invested in the Carmen and Yurko show. Remember that? What was that, 2017? 
No, what, what was Miggy's last year? Was it 20? Well, maybe. 20, was it 2018? 2017, 2018. Hold on. Let me look what Miguel Montero's oh, yeah. last year was. In, uh, All year, Carmen and I begging, begging, I begging. Like it was 18. They were throwing money at everybody. Everybody's getting no, money. No, you're, you're right. It was 2017. 2017, was yeah. He was salty all offseason. Yeah. He's firing on Joe Madden today. Sylvia, why don't Sylvia have him on the air? The parade's going down the street, and he's ripping Joe Madden yeah. and the Cubs. And then uh, we spent the offseason trying to get a deal done to have the Miguel Montero show. Didn't took happen. Three took three months. Comes on on this first day. And you guys, I look forward. I'll be here the rest of the year every Tuesday. Okay, Mickey, talk to you next week. Ah, oh, that Jake Arietta. It was over. <laughs> I don't even think we paid him for his one appearance. I don't know they whether we did or ass. we didn't. Oh, my God. It's an all-time. Deli at the time, man. Nobody was happier. He was trying to figure out how to pay him. Tell those stories. He was doing it with smoke and mirrors at the time, trying to find a way. Speaking of the 25th anniversary, you just heard Mark's got his ticket. Uh, Windy City Gabe, Gabe Aguirre and, and, and Juan were here yesterday yeah. because they got they bid on an experience of golf outing. Yeah, good cookies. Oh, crumble. They were there for maybe the top, the, the, the best... Best ever uh, unhinged we ever did. They inspired us, I believe. So at the Seven Bridges outing last summer, one of the things, uh, one of the auction items for charity was you could come and sit in behind the scenes and watch a podcast recording of Unhinged. For thirty two fifty. Is that what it went for? Yeah. Awesome. Not, not three thousand two hundred fifty. Oh, thirty two dollars. Thirty two dollars and fifty cents. Get out of here. It's the extra fifty that kicked them above. It, smart ass. I bet you they did pay a couple of G's for that. Uh, Gabe's got some. He's got deep pocket. No, no. It, didn't, it did not go for $32. Stop it. And 50 cents. You're so full of it. You deny it. That could help. You're so full of it. So they came in yesterday, and they did bring crumble cookies, which are delicious. Yeah, they're, delicious. they're addicting, man. I, there's one by yeah. me in uh, downtown LaGrange. Like, when you go over there, you could smell it. LaGrange. You smell the, the, the sugar. It's intoxicating. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's good. Try to you love sugar. Forget You'll play with that a little bit. Right? You'll have one quarter of a cookie. They had a quarter cookie cutter. That's there. what you need. You, you see that? Yeah, you got to have like that little apparatus that they had. Because you can't have the whole thing. Yeah. It's too glutinous. Oh, it's too They're delicious. Yeah. A lot of sugar in that. Car. Oh, my God. So uh, the, I, know, I know Gabe told me they bought their tickets already, yeah. too. Go to LiveNation.com. And search ESPN Chicago. You will find the event. It's at the House of Blues on Friday, March 24th. We're a month away, Yerk. And it's going to really be a fun Friday. Doors are going to open at 11. We'll do our show live. The MGH reunion. Waddle and Sylvia will be live. Jay Cutler's coming by. Scheduled to appear, Yerko. Will Bond, Jay Cutler, Gian Greco, Ray Flores, Fred Hubner. Is Sarah Spain coming, guys? Was yeah, she on that I list? heard I think Spain. So. Yeah, Spain. Sarah's going to be there. on that list. Sarah's coming. List. Uh, who, I mean, it's a, it's a who's who. Freddie, did I say? Uh, Hubes. Uh, I mean, just names and voices from the past. And it's going to be the big 25th anniversary celebration of ESPN Chicago at the House of Blues. You must be 21 to attend this event. Just want to throw that out there. But go to LiveNation.com and buy your tickets today. Hopefully you're watching on Twitch. If you are, you had a great time seeing Yurko squeeze into his very oh boy. tiny as unsightly pullover that uh, his team picked out for their Ryder Cup format at his uh, Pinehurst, Pinehurst event in a couple year. of weeks. Be playing two, four, eight. I'm jealous. And playing uh, Southern Pines, Connor. I don't even know what Southern Pines is. Southern Pines is it a sounds golf awesome. Course. Yes, I understand. Thank Southern you. Pines, Pine Needles, Mid Pines. It sounds awesome. Well, a very common theme down there at Pinehurst. Is there anything Pines. in North Carolina yeah, except tobacco, basketball, tobacco and golf? Yeah, Tobacco Road. What is else there? is down there? This is Fort incredible. Bragg is right there. Yeah, Fort Bragg is right there. Yeah. 
God. We're going to have a good time. We'll have a good time. Good group of guys going down jealous. there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to be a good time. I'm gonna, i got to go on one of these golf trips at some point with you. I'm going to tag along. Maybe you're going to find yourself your a little bit of time. You never know. Well, the kids get older. The kids get older, you'll find yourself a little more time. It does make it a little bit easier. Yeah, I'd start small. Mm-hmm. Maybe go up to Wisconsin, Sand right. Valley up there. You know, maybe go play one of the fancy Aaron Hills or the one I on the water. The What's the one on the water there? That's the Ryder Cup. Uh, no. Whistling Straits. Whistling Straits, yeah. right. Well, it's the Kohler complex. That whole area yeah, out there. Right, yeah. yeah, Black Wolf Run. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. what a track. I've never played those. Nice track, Carm. I did play Aaron Hills once. That was yeah, fun. take a trip to Wisconsin. Yeah, that's Co- doable. A couple, two, three days. That's you know? doable. Short drive. Baseball, se- uh, baseball season's right around the corner. Yeah. Little League and uh, uh, Little League. Our, our first Little League practice is in a month. Yeah. Uh, five weeks. Five weeks. It'll be freezing. Five weeks. Five weeks. We got our first practice already. Five weeks. Yes. And outdoor well, practice, I, I think, you. starts at about the same time for travel. Right around Easter. Is it the day after Easter? It's, it's close, man. Thinking. It's, it's close. It's like right around the time of opening day. We missed out on the lamb this year, me and my mom. What do you mean? We didn't order our lamb like in January. We, we, we went in February. January? We gotta order lamb. I mean, listen, you know, they cook up about 50, 60 lambs. You know, what do you think? There's some industrial complex where they do this? It's a family farm. Wow. Got a lot of lambs. Why don't you just do your and own? smoke meat. We got some smoke. Hey, I'm not that good at it, Carm. I bet you are. I'm not proficient at it. You've gotten to be pretty handy in the These kitchen. These guys are the best. Okay? They're the best. Is this the same people that you get the Christmas people. lamb? Same people. Yeah. Okay? But they don't put you. You got to call. You got to make it. Wow. My, they went and picked up about 400 pounds of smoked meat there. Oh, Pochenitsa. Oh, boy, I'm telling you, you need some of that, Carmen. Uh, thrilling comeback last night in Champagne for the Illini. I was reading something. They're on down ESPN. 18 and a half. They're down 18 and a half. I was reading something earlier this morning about uh, the locks and uh, the teams that should be in. Bagels, the, teams the bagels, still, no, locks no, and bagels. The locks for the tournament. Okay. I, I want to throw some of these at the good kid because he is our maven when it comes to college basketball around these parts. Uh, I was surprised to see how few locks... This article uh, had from the Big Ten, actually, as we sit here today. Well, I remember we had talked about a lot of mediocrity in the Big Ten for a long time. Okay. I told you I gave you the range yeah, and what it was. And then you've got to look for quality victories okay. also. I want to see what you think about uh, some of these. I mean, listen, if the Big Ten can get uh, seven, eight teams, then you're, you're doing back handsprings, And right? ultimately, they might. And uh, the, the West, uh, I, I don't think the uh, the Pac-10 or 12 or whatever 12. the hell they're calling themselves nowadays. 12. The Pac-12 has got a ton of quality out there. You got UCLA, Arizona, right? Arizona. But your, your big one's the Big 12. Big 12's got a lot of quality. A lot of good teams. Your locks are coming yeah. out of Big 12 this year. There were a lot. There were like six yeah. locks already out yeah. of Big 12. Yeah. So we'll yeah. talk about some of that coming up. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Nice rally by the Illini last night. Uh, Yurko mentioned it. They were down almost 20 at the half. Terrence Shannon was back in the lineup at a big second half, and they came all the way back and won. Beat Northwestern, who was, you know, for a while, they were looking like they might pull off another impressive win. I mean, I, I know that they're the ranked team in Illinois isn't right now, but they were still the dog. I mean, that's an upset, you know. I think they were about a five- five-and-a-half-point dog last night. Looked like they were going to pull another upset here, even though they're the higher-ranked team right now. All right, but let me know what you think of this. All right, go ahead. You're the man when it comes to college troops. According to ESPN.com, here are the locks from the Big Ten as we sit here on Feb 24. Purdue, Indiana, that's it. Those are their locks. Would you agree? uh, Those are their locks. I think think you can go in addition to 
I think there's two more teams that are locks. Who would they be? So you got Purdue, Indiana. I would go Northwestern. Okay. And then um, either Rutgers or Maryland. Okay, so they. Agree. this is what they write then. Maybe not Maryland. Well, no, but they're they're with you. So they've okay. got their locks, and then they write the teams that should be in, right. but they're just not quite locks yet. They've got Northwestern in order. Northwestern, Maryland, Illinois, Michigan State, and Iowa. They think they should all be in. Rutgers is in the work-to-do category. Work-to-do? They've got some work to do? Yes. Okay. But they could get there. Wisconsin's in that group. So is Penn State. So is Michigan. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Kind of agree with that? Yeah. Work to do for Wisconsin. I don't think it's going to make a difference. Probably not going to matter. I'm not a fan of Wisconsin. Yeah, they're right. If there's an official team uh, to watch on the bubble in 2023, it's Wisconsin. In Feb, the Badgers have allowed... Uh, have followed each loss with a win, or if you prefer to see this glass is half empty, the team has followed each win with a loss. This alternating pattern means Greg Gard's team has neither won uh, yeah. enough contest to make it safe on the field, nor lost I, enough to drop out of the I, discussion. I haven't caught up with Rutgers here. I just caught up with them. They're one and four in their last five, and this is why they're going down the the work the, to do the, the poo poo train. Yeah, they're on the poo poo train. Going, uh, they're playing themselves out of the tournament. Mm. That's what happened to Rutgers. But Instead yeah. of playing in. Yeah, that's not, not what you want to do. Okay. All right, who else do we have? Um, well, that was it. And then uh, that was just Locks. the Big Ten teams. They uh, just wanted to do the Big Ten. Oh, no, no, I, I can get them all for you. Uh, I'll go right to the article right now, and I'll tell you exactly who it was. You, you're not kidding when you said the Big 12 Big the 12, class. Locks, Kansas. Uh, let me find it. Texas. Where did I find that story? Earlier? Baylor, Locks. All of those are Locks. Kansas State is a Lock. All these teams are at 20-plus wins. So those four are Locks. And I'd say if they had to say work to do, Iowa State and TCU. Where did I find Bubble? I yeah, well, I got the Big 12 Conference. Yeah, but that, that sounds like they you'll were. Go ahead, I you'll, think confirm, you had it all. you'll confirm that for me. The uh, ACC, your locks are Miami and Virginia, and that's it. How is uh, how is Alabama allowing the kid uh, that that's involved in this scandal to still? Oh, play the right investigation now? is on its way. Yeah, go ahead. Tell I mean, I know all about it. So you're uh, Alabama guy. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, they're the police, the detective who testified in this grand jury statement said that that uh, Brandon Miller drove the car that had the gun in it that they gave to he then that Darius Miles then used the gun to give to someone else to use in the shooting. Okay. Okay. Now, Brandon Miller is claiming he didn't know the gun was in the car because Darius Miles doesn't have a car. And so they, they, they don't share, but Brandon Miller drives him around. So, so Brandon Miller was driving was, him. He went to go pick him up, and his laundry basket was in the back of his car. With the gun in it. With the gun in it. All right. Darius Miles got in the laundry basket, got the gun, and then gave it to the guy who did the shooting. Darius Miles and the other guy are both arrested. Okay. So, so the, Darius Miles didn't do the shooting. It was somebody else. He gave the gun gave the to gun. the guy. No, okay. now Brandon Miller was there. He's cooperating with police and everything like that. He hasn't been charged Is with anything. Is it his weapon? It's no, it's okay. not his gun either. So that's it's that's the, the falsehood of the story when okay. it first came out. All right. yeah. That somehow it was Brandon that it was Miller's his gun. Yes. So he, it's not his gun. So okay. he's the victim of circumstance. He hasn't he been be driving the vehicle. Well, it's shady. He hasn't been charged with anything so they're letting him play he's also the best basketball player in alabama history uh and he's probably he's the best college basketball player he'll be number one in the draft that's in college basketball without directly being implicated in this though 
if I'm a defense attorney, I could pr- present the case where he's an innocent bystander. Yeah, I mean, right now he's the driver he's, of the vehicle. Right yeah, now yeah. he's innocent. He's claiming that he didn't know yeah, the gun no was in idea. the car. He's claiming he that had he had no didn't. idea. He knew he had no idea that he was driving them. That they were going on, uh, on he's this escapade. Claiming that he, he didn't, didn't no idea. see the text messages. He was already en route to pick up Darius Miles. When Darius Miles sent the text messages that said, "Hey, I need, I need my, I need my gun," basically he said, "I need my joint," but that's you know slang for gun. Uh, so he's saying he didn't see the text messages until he was already there because he was driving. Didn't look at the text oh messages. You're claiming a kid doesn't yes look at his phone when he's driving, Give right? Me a break. <laughs> and then on top of that, the day he after all this stuff came out, uh, the day after he had a career high and scored the game winning basket in overtime. He had a career-high 41 points and scored the game-winning basket in a come-from-behind win against South Carolina. Do they think? I mean, what's going to happen here? Is he going to be able to play? Is he going to yeah, be charged as, with anything or probably as, not? As, as of right seems- now, he's not being charged with anything. The school's cooperating with police. The AD was on a podcast with Reese Davis and Pete Thamel talking about why he's playing. And but he's obviously claiming he didn't know that Darius Miles was going to give this gun did, to someone. He's that claiming was, that he didn't know there was a gun in the car. He's claiming that he didn't know that Darius Miles took the gun and gave it to someone. Right. And he's claiming that he did not know that there was going to be a shooting taking place that night. All right. Well, that, and it's I, a I would be here, claiming all those things, it's too. It's a lot of hearsay. That's how he's playing. He probably should not be playing until it's all said and done and everything is squared away. That's what I would think. But right. he's the best player in college basketball right now. Now, and Alabama has a very good chance to win a national championship and dropped, this year and because of him. 41 the other night That's what yeah. in the midst of all the boos yeah. and wow. everybody getting on him. They showed a replay of him getting possession at the uh, top and driving to the basket. He, when he received the ball, he took six steps. Did he? Changed pivots. <laughs> changed pivot feet three times, Tarm. He changed pivot feet three times and, and then never called to travel. It, it's amazing video. It's amazing. You can count it. Even if you excuse the first two, there's still four and two pivot step changes. Still four and two if you want to excuse it. I was on with the officiate. Last night I'm watching Lakers and um, uh, who did the Lakers play? Uh, I, I counted six uh, Warriors. I'm watching Lakers Warriors. Sure. Uh, Clay Thompson uh, catches the ball out on a break, kind of fumbled it. You know, catch, fumbled it, dribble, stop was about seven or eight feet behind the three-point line. Like, even for Clay, that's a long shot, and whoever was guarding him on the wing just sort of went to the three-point line. Yeah. They're like, go ahead. Said, go ahead. You're going to check it. Go ahead. Clay Thompson put the ball back on the floor, attacked the rim, and got fouled by Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is looking around going, wait a minute. What? The entire... No. Not one official. I'm like, wait. Nothing. Yeah. Now you're allowed to catch, dribble, stop, fake, and then put yeah. the ball back on the floor? Yeah. I don't know what yeah. is happening with yeah, As long as it's entertaining, right? Who cares I, about the rules? Right? I've got no the idea. The rules only inhibit, like, a fantastic basketball flow, right? I have no idea. By the way, keep fading the Warriors on the road. Do you know what the Warriors' road record is this year? I do not. It's like 7-27 in 27 or something. They're struggling on the road. <laughs> it, it, struggling? I mean, they've got, like, the worst road record in the league, I think. Yeah, I'm going to get it for you. So, so keep fading. It's one of the worst records right? in the Chris, league. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, they, they got like seven yeah, road wins. It's really bad. It's a, so keep fading them when they're on the road. They're back home tonight. They play the second of a back-to-back. But keep fading Golden State when they're on the road. They don't look like a team that's going to repeat to me with that kind of road performance. Seven and 23. Seven and 23. On the road this year. Lenardi's top four, Yurko. Bama. Bama. In the south. I agree with that. Houston in the Midwest. Planted Houston. They play in the AAC. No, the, uh, yeah, the American Athletic, yes. Yeah, the, the AAC. AAC. Yes, Correct. you got it, kid. Uh, East, Purdue. 
Purdue. Oh, they got the Big Ten back up there. All right, Kansas we'll see. in the West. Kansas in the West makes sense. You agree with all that? Those are your um, top four. Kansas in the West. Arizona and UCLA I've got to check out just to see where they're at right now. He's got UCLA on a two-line in the West. Uh-huh. Who else did you want to know about? Arizona. Uh, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. He's got Arizona on the two-line in the South. Yeah, both teams 24-4. and four. They got two seeds coming out of there. I got you. Last four that's, in. That's fine. I guess that's fine. Last four in. I oh. think UCLA might take one of those number one seeds. You think that's so? all I'm going to say. Okay. Yes. Last four in. OK State, USC, the aforementioned Wisconsin Badgers. Lenardi's got him in. And Mississippi State, first four out. Penn State, Utah State, North Carolina, who made the Final Four last year, and Charleston. We all, we all remember what the Big Ten did in last year's tournament. You remember? <laughs> they crapped the bed. Big stinkies. They crapped the bed like people have never crapped the bed before. Boy, Viking Scott nailed that one, remember? Oh, he was on it. I think that's when we all owe him bed. Yeah, don't yeah. owe him sandwiches. We still, still have never paid. He's going to come down to the studio yeah, one day. Yeah, he's supposed to come down he to get sandwiches. He wants to sit in close to show with us for three hours. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen, but he can come have sandwiches. Maybe we'll auction it off. And Maybe. Uh, Viking Scott be the only guy in the auction. <laughs> You know, he's a mover and a shaker with State Farm auctions. over there. You I know, know that. We still owe him because yeah. I, I took the over. I'm listening to him this year. He seems to have good knowledge. He, uh, he likes college basketball. He gave us a couple of futures plays. He said, play these. If we would have played them, they both would have hit. Shame on me for not playing them. So that's kind of Lenardi's breakdown. They're your top four right now. Uh, he's got, ultimately, Urko, he's got nine teams from the Big Ten in. So you, yeah, that's he's got eight from the Big 12 and nine. Ridiculous. I'm sorry, he's got eight from the Big 12 and the SEC, and he's got nine from the Big 10, comprising the full field. Uh, Lenardi's usually pretty good at this, too, right? Like well, he doesn't This miss, is what he does. Yeah, he doesn't miss very often on this thing. This is so. what the man does. This is his time of year to shine. Listen to what the man says. Listen to the man. That's what Joe says. Hey, I got another mock draft for you. Paul McCartney, by the way. Good work. Another. This this is the time for mock drafts, right? But this time. we got mock draft 7-5. This is not college mocks. This is not a college mock. This is another free agency mock. And I'll tell you who it's got coming to the Bears coming up next. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Oh, let's get after another mock. This is a free agent mock, though. I like this one. CBS Sports did this. Free agent mock. Who wrote it? Uh, Give me a writer. Cody Benjamin. Cody Benjamin. So yep. it's a different guy that wrote the other one that we had on the other day. All right. This, Cody Benjamin. This is what he writes. Sounds like a country star. It does. I'd like to welcome you to Nashville, Cody Benjamin. Yeah. Welcome to the stage of Windy City Smokeout, Cody My Benjamin. dog's not feeling so good. I never grew up in the hood. It's a pretty dog outside the studio. That is. It's a lab. That looks like a golden retriever. Golden retriever. That's what retriever. it looks like. Yeah. Eligible players, Yurko. This is what he writes. We've used educated guesses and considered well-informed reports from across mm. the league. I like it all. To exclude free agents who are all but certain to either be re-signed or tagged by their current teams. And you want to know the players that are included in that list? That means they are excluded from the exercise, Yurko? Yes, yes. Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, Evan Ingram, Orlando Brown Jr., Deron Payne, our guy... Probably going to get tagged. Yeah. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson. 
They're saying they are right. excluded from this because they are almost certainly going to be tagged yeah. or resigned. CJ way. gets compliments on the hyphen, by the way. Mm. Yes. Number one, because of the exclusions, the number one free agent on their list. Numero uno. Numero uno. To the Chicago Bears, Javon Hargrave, who we talked about the, the other The 30-year-old defensive lineman from the Philadelphia Eagles. He's really come into his own here the last couple of years. Okay. That's exactly right. They're right. He's still in his prime at 30, fresh off a career-high 11 sacks, as the most consistent interior starter on an Eagles conference-winning unit. And I would agree with that. He was probably the best player on, on uh, certainly, I saw Hassan Reddick was their best pass rusher. Right, best right, player. yeah. But, uh, edge player, but I think he was, uh, uh, you know, the Jordan Davis got hurt. Uh, Fletcher Cox is getting older. Yeah, he was their most consistent their push guy, in the middle. guy in the middle. And uh, they've got McGlinchey not signing with the Bears, Yurko, actually going out to the Cincinnati Bengals. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, you're okay with that? Yeah, I don't mind that. But they, we've got to get an offensive lineman in this mock whatever you've got, so I'm, I can't wait to hear which offensive lineman we're going They've gonna got Andrew Wiley going to the Steelers. Okay. I don't mind Andrew Wiley to the Bears, I'll tell you that much. Uh, just looking at some of the other offensive linemen. Saquon to the Cowboys, wouldn't that be something? I saw one report, I don't know where it was from, saying that the Bears should consider Saquon. Nah, stay away. Don't go dabbling in the free agent market for running backs, right? Come on, listen to your friends, Carmen and Yurko. We try to educate you. Haven't we told them long enough, Yurko? We try to tell you. Please listen. Um, They only mocked up 32 players, and that was the only free agent that they had going to the Bears. They had Jimmy G going to the Dolphins, ultimately. They had Derek Carr settling with Washington. Well, I think he'd love Miami, Jimmy uh, G. I think he would, too. And with the Tua questions out there, you've got a legitimate starter. Now, did you see... Oh, he's got the tie to McDaniel, too. Tua's you know? taking jiu-jitsu. Tua's taking jiu-jitsu? Tua's taking jiu-jitsu to learn how to fall. Really? Yes. And, and really, the, his problems were an inability to understand how your body works when you go to the ground. How could someone as athletic as Tua not know that? Well, because you haven't gone to a ground enough. Because he's too good? Your quarterbacks don't get hit a ton. Hmm. You know, a big guy like me knows to get to the ground, you got to roll. roll. You know, you got to roll. Mm-hmm. Stop, drop, and roll. How to protect your head. That's just a way to fight a fire, man. Right. Stop, drop, and roll. No, you're on fire. Stop, drop, and roll. But you got to know when you're going down how to protect your own body so you don't hurt a shoulder. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't want to go stiff arm to hurt your wrist or your elbows, right. shoulders. None of that. You got to know how to hit the guy, ground and let the let the the, absorb, the absorption of the energies be dissipated over the course of the roll. And he went down there, and twice when he twice. went to the ground, he whiplashed into the ground like he had no control of it, like he was a bobblehead, a human bobblehead with no control. Hmm. you got to have control of what's happening and what's going on. Now, sometimes you can't, but in the situations he was in, I felt like he had control of the way he was going to go to the ground, and he went to the ground sloppily. He did. Sloppily, and it cost him twice. And you know, now that people know mm-hmm. that you don't have 75,000 concussions to give away, and once you get uno, dos is uh, almost truly going to be on the way. Right. Then tres, and then cuatro, and, and then, cinco. And then you're but out of the league. once you get to cinco, there ain't much left for you. You're out of the league. Because you can't, you got to be in a dark room. You know, you got to go spend time with Aaron Rodgers. Mm. No. No dark rooms. They, your, your career is over. So Jimmy Garoppolo to Miami makes a little bit of sense in that regard. But Jimmy G going to get paid. Jimmy G wants a little money if he's going to go to Miami. What is he going to get paid? Jimmy G's not going there for $5 million. No, I wouldn't think so. You know, if starting quarterbacks are making $40 million, if you think I'm going to be a backup and I'm the number one backup out there that can still play in this league. What's he going to ask for, $20 well, million? I'd ask for $20 million. I think somebody will give that to Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Yeah, I mean it's not forty four, but you I know think it you, could be. A team, you still get an NFL starter quality. It could there. be like it could be a team I mean, like the Dolphins Mitch because Trubisky. I just threw up when I mentioned his name. Well, listen, take it easy on poor Mitch. I, I mean, did. It's not his fault. Somebody did a statistical analysis of Mitch Trubisky and Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. They go one quarterback can barely stay in the league; he's going to get paid five million, and the other ones want forty million to play. Take a look at the statistics. Mm. They're eerily. Similar, are they? But we, you and me, Black and Abdallah know that there's no way in hell New York can go ahead and pay him forty million dollars. Yeah, that'd be crazy. We all know this. Uh, we all know this. You'd be crazy. They need to do what Cleveland did to their quarterback when they booted him out, Baker Mayfield. They need to oh. take Daniel Jones and they need to snap him to the punter and let the punter <laughs> kick him to straight the hell out of the middle legs. That's what they need to do with Daniel. That's Jones. That's a great visual. Yeah. Um, I, or no, you cannot pay that man $40 million. You'd be crazy. I'm sorry. You'd be crazy. I could even see, and Yurko doesn't even agree with this, I could see them franchising him just for the year to play it out, uh, but you can't give him a long-term deal for $40 million a year. You'd no. be crazy. You'd be repeating, no. you'd potentially no. be repeating what the Jags did and the mistake they made with Bortles. Now, he's probably better than Bortles, I, but still, I'll say like, this. you'd be nuts. If I had to make a choice of paying Saquon 10 or Daniel Jones 40, Oh, Saquon had paid $10 million to every single day, and I can't stand paying running backs. I wouldn't backs. even think twice. I can't stand paying running backs. But I would do that 55,000 million times yes. in a row instead of paying Daniel Jones $40 million. Yes. Don't make the mistake, Dayball. Don't make the mistake. I I don't know. Who knows what these guys I'm I telling mean, you. I, I'm telling you. Look, I look, agree with you. I think they'd be nuts. They'd be crazy. Yeah. And you'd think that he'd know that. He knows a lot about football, Brian Dayball. Oh, genius. I mean, the guy, you know, like, I, we always said the same thing with McVay when they signed Goff. Now, ultimately, they got what they wanted. They were able to trade Goff. But we were like, man, what is Sean McVay thinking? Like, he didn't yeah. need that. He can. That's like paying Levine in, in the NBA. I hate <laughs> yeah. it. You know, it's Maybe like you're right. Levine. Maybe you're right. We know we can trade it if we have to. Right. And Maybe they did. Right. And they got Stafford. Like, they he's did just trade good him. enough. Yeah, maybe you're but, right. But my guy Les Snead over there is just scratching his head, you know, in L.A. He's trying to figure out what the L.A. he's going to do. They just paid Aaron Donald for everything that Aaron Donald's done Already over done. the course Already of that, a time. They, but last year you got the injurious, the injurious, the injurious season. The injurious season? Yeah, the injurious season. I don't know what their path is. And they're, that's they're a problem. They won. Because he's getting paid and he's going to be dead money. But Aaron Donald's got to come back 100% healthy to be able to get anything out of that contract you just gave him. Yeah. Philly Sid's on ESPN 1000. Hey, Sid. Hey, gentlemen. Talking my game. I love it. Uh, so uh, with the news yesterday... And, and mind you, I agree with you guys, but you got to be careful about going after guys that are in their 30s. Definitely don't want to pay them a ton of money. But we know that there's also guys that play well into their 30s that are extremely productive players that are future Hall of Famers. And one of them just got released yesterday, Bobby Wagner. Mm. Now, I'm not saying make a huge go out, hey, let's spend the farm on this guy today. I think he's not a guy that's going to sign early. I think he's going to sign just before training camp and kind of feel his way around there. But if the Bears make some awesome moves, in the draft, in free agency, and build this team up and create the excitement. I'd be interested in going after a guy like that with like a two-year deal. With, right. You know, who's the kid? A year. Depending oh, what the right. price is, Sid. Oh, 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 I, yeah. Who's the kid that got hurt? Jack Sanborn. Sanborn. So I know yeah. what you're going to ask. You're going to ask what's the difference between Wagner and Sanborn oh, at this I, point, I right? But I think Bobby Wagner is a better player. Of course. Than yes. Of course. I but, think he's a better player. Period. But for the money that each is going to cost, I know. I, I know how your mind works. Yeah. Are you already thinking like, can I get close enough? At such a discount with Jack Sanborn that it's not worth it 
That's kind of where your mind's going, right? That's usually where it goes, yes. That's what I was thinking as Sid was painting that scenario. In this case... Would you spend the money on Wagner? But you've got to be ready to win if you're going to have Bobby Wagner come in here. He wants Bobby Wagner wants to go to a place where they're going to get to the playoffs. I would think. So if Bobby Wagner's going to have to have zero options everywhere else, yeah, and I'm sure he'll for have him options. to have a chance and an opportunity for that to happen, he's going to have saying? some options. I yes, would think. yeah, because Bobby still had a good year, right? So I mean, that's what we're looking at. I'm trying to see what Bobby Wagner made. Uh, good question. And to I don't see, know okay, how much is head. he willing not to play for? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I'm going to look. Uh, Bobby Bobby's going to be 33, so you got to yeah. be careful. And but I, I'm a hunting, I'm a hunting pet guy, so you know that's going to take me a while to get to where I need to be. Also, uh, my keyboarding and my typewriting classes on the old Smith Coronas not exactly smooth as silk. All right, was he just released, Carm? He is. He either officially was or he will be released by LA. Okay, I got you. So I'm looking at their dead cap. That's not going to kill him. So his contract doesn't kick up. There's no. Uh, he's such a veteran player yeah. that whenever he signs, he gets to negotiate a brand new deal. Mm-hmm. So that's where he's going to be at. I, but he was. It's, making it's an interesting thought. Base salary seven five eight five, um, with a roster bonus of two and a half million is kind of the neighborhood. They were paying him eleven million dollars, twelve million dollars. I'm not sure. I think you make a good point. I'm not sure Bobby Wagner is going to look at the Bears situation and think that's uh, that's they, where I want right. to go. It may not be attractive to him, right? Or he may say, "This is a team on the come. Give me a two year. If deal? I'm him, a veteran guy like that, give me a two year, uh, sixteen million dollar deal guaranteed. Right there, eight year. million a year." Eight million years. Is that a deal you do then if you're the Bears? Guaranteed. Would you say I'm well, okay with that? Well, I mean, for a middle linebacker, that's not too bad. He, Eight yeah. million dollars. It's not what he was making. Uh, I knew you were going to bring up Samborn though, because I just yeah, know how your the, mind works. Like, what's the right? And he's and obviously I, not Bobby Wagner. And we know I like that. But I like Samborn. Well, I, oh, I think we all did. Yeah. That's the point. Like, yeah. but he's not Bobby Wagner. Of course, he's not. He might one day but, be Bobby Wagner, but it's, it's not there right but now. But at the discount, like, is it like what's the net gain? I guess maybe there is one. But if you've With got Bobby Wagner, if you have four teams looking at Bobby Wagner, you're never signing him to that contract. That's a this is a like yeah. like uh, yeah. Philly Sid said. Yeah. This is a July. Yeah. 10th contract that you get done in place with, with Bobby. And then it might even be like a two-year, $14 million deal, two-year, $12 million deal. And he's like still, you know, coming off a productive season, he might be in demand a little bit more. So it might not make sense. Mike North has the bonus play coming up next. Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie's just 15 minutes away. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Oh, the odds couple swept the board last week, Yurko. We're going to try to do that again this week for everybody. Uh, the podcast is available now, the ESPN Chicago app. You can also catch us uh, on the air tonight after Black and Abdallah. Boys will be on from 6 to 8. You'll get the odds couple and the replay tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. But uh, catch up on demand on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you have that. And there's a ton of great original content there. You can catch up on all the shows. And every week, Mike North joins us for the bonus play. Follow Mike on Twitter, where he's always very active, at North to North. And uh, let's see what we got for the bonus play. I believe a college basketball game. Mikey, what's up? What's up, fellas? First of all, how you guys doing? Wonderful. Great, Mikey. What's happening? Uh, you know what? Just living the life. And you know what? They're doing a the little handicapping. And, you know, we... We've won three of our last four bonus plays last week. We walk away, I believe, with Mount St. Mary's. I knew it wouldn't. 
I mean, let's be honest. But I, I, I love the small college team because you learn something about them because you never heard of some of them before. So I said, I'm going to pick another small college game because we're on fire right now. And uh, we'll have a late NBA game on the odds couple tonight as far as I'm concerned. Carm's got some good picks too. But we got the Lipscomb Bisons playing the Stetson Hatters. Okay? Lipscomb is 18-12, and 12, Stetson 17-11. and 11. Stetson's out of Dur- Duran, Florida. And Lipscomb's out of Nashville, Tennessee. Now, Lipscomb uh, has a special place in my heart. I, if you know your NFL football, there used to be a guy in Baltimore when the Colts played there named Big Daddy Lipscomb. And he was six foot six, 306 pounds, played in three Pro Bowls, but at the age of 31. I mean, if you want to read a story, read it, because this is a good one. Uh, he died at the age of 31 of a heroin overdose. Uh, vices, booze, women seen on his arm two, three at a time. The usual, yeah. Yeah, he'd be on the road, he'd hear the vacuum cleaner go, and he'd try to pursue the maids. I mean, that was crazy, you know. He was one of those guys, and he passed away at 31. Some people argue he should be in the Hall of Fame. That being said, this wasn't named after him, this school. <laughs> but, <laughs> by no stretch of the imagination. But tonight they're getting a point and a half. The lips, uh, the Lipscomb Bison... <laughs> Put everything you got on it. I hate the oh, really. All right. I hate. I hate that called Jake Lamada. But, wow. But yeah, the Lipscomb. They're ready to go. They're ready. They're getting one and a half points. That's, I mean, that's it. I'm, I'm in. That's it. You're in. I, I know in. York's already got the app out. I oh, mean, yeah. you know. Hey, come on. I, I love it. I love the confidence play. in it. Let's yeah. go, Lipscomb. Lipscomb. I don't know anything about the bison, but let's go. Rock and roll I'm, time. I'm, I'm a big I fan. I got to be honest with you. This is, I mean, I don't do much research for stuff, as you can tell when I'm on. The, the but quite system. frankly, I had to do some research on this one. Yeah. Let's go, Lipscomb. All right, Mike. All right, we'll tell you. Have a good weekend, buddy. See you. All right, guys. Lipscomb. All right. Lipscomb. And Stetson. I got your horse this weekend for the Rebel Stakes. Jim Miller gave three Oaklawn races tomorrow, race 7, 10, and 11. 11 uh, the 11th race is the Rebel, which is a 50-pointer. The, the winner will be in the Kentucky Derby. So make sure you listen to the odds couple, either on the pod or tonight at 8 after Black and Abdallah or tomorrow morning at 8 so you can get Jim Miller's three picks, including his pick for the Rebel. Jimmy, again last week, had a winner and a second-place finisher. Uh, we're betting all these races this week across the board like we did last week, so make sure you check it out. What I like for you is a horse called Bourbon Bash. Is this in the Rebel? This is in the Rebel. Ooh, Coming out of the 10 that. hole. All right, see, that's not Jim's horse, but yeah. I'm going to have to bet that. A mile, mile and a 16th. Carmen, I, I'm looking at the name only. Bourbon Bash. What's the morning line on? I like. I, I don't know what the morning line is on it. I don't have the morning what line in front of me. This is more of an analysis. What's the breeding area that I'm looking at? Bourbon Bash is out of City of Light. I don't know City of Light. City of Light, one? out of Quality Road. I know Quality Road. And as I look as at the dam, a little yeah. back class, Carm. You know, back I class. love. I know you on love the it. dam side. I love back class. Yeah. We got Medallia Oro. Oh come on. Yeah, in the back class. Now I usually bet these Medallia Oro yeah. horses because I hit big on. Medallia yeah. Dioro once. Sure you so did. I didn't surprised. realize. I'm going to have to be all over this. Bourbon Bash. Bourbon Bash. She's going to go off with I, some odds. It looks like at least 15, maybe 18 to 1. i got a couple of bets to make here. You're going you're gonna to go. But in the 11th, this is who the good kid likes. Okay, go ahead. I like Giant Mischief, the 5. The 5. Okay. I'm going to do a $5, three-horse exacta. With 5? Yeah, with the 5. With the 7, mm-hmm. Confidence Game mm-hmm. out of Candy Ride. Mm, I love that. And then I'm going to put the eight in there. Talladega. Just because the name. A horse out of uh, Into Mischief. Okay. 
The Rebels at Oaklawn in Arkansas. This yeah. is a big 50-pointer. Again, that means the winner gets 50 points towards entry to the Derby, and that gets you in, basically. You, you these 50-pointers, you win and you're in. Yes. Uh, so Yurko likes a 578 exact a box. Is that what you five, said? 578. $5, 578 exact a box. It'll run you 30 bucks. It'll run you 30, 30 bucks, bucks, right? Yeah. All right, Yurk. It'll either pay you two and a half times if it's $2 uh, exacta. Or it'll pay you five times if it's a one dollar exact. Thanks for giving me bourbon bash. I mean, I'm gonna have it's to. It's there. I mean, that. when Plus I see it's got the some name, of the class that I like. Yeah, back class, Carm. We call back that back class. class. I like the breeding. And class. I gotta watch out. There's one horse that scares me a little bit. It's up top. It's verifying. Florent Giraud, the jockey on board. Who is that again? Florent Giraud. Florent Giraud. Florent Giraud. He sounds like a hockey player. Are you and, sure? And uh, Brad Cox is the trainer, so it uh, could be a dangerous little horse up there. Florent Giraud. Florent. Come on, he plays for the Nordiques. Florent Giraud. Oh, what are we talking about here? Oh boy, Not Red Route. There's Red Route One. Oh boy, another good one. God, do you remember how great that Nordique uniform was back? Quebec, yeah. Owen Nolan. You remember Jeez, Owen Nolan? Horse. That's my guy. Michel Goulet. Michel Goulet, but he came to play for the Hawks, so we love the Michel Goulet. Yeah. yeah. Joe Sackick. Yeah. Pierre Turgeon. Oh, that, that uniform. Yeah, the stick with whatever that was. The There's a puck down there with something else. It's just beautiful. It's a good baby looking. blue. Why does baby with blue the, look so good in a uniform? And then with the stars, right? They had stars on there. They did. A bit. And didn't the uh, Colorado Avalanche go with that color scheme for a little while? I don't recall that. The, the Avalanche, I, I love the Colorado Avalanche. When they were winning with the, the Goons. What was the Goons dad? 22. Claude, Claude, uh, Claude Lemieux. Lemieux. Claude Lemieux. Claude Lemieux. Yes. Uh, that, why, do, why does that like baby blue look so good in a uniform? I don't know. You love it, though. Am I right? Or yeah. right? I mean, like, think, think about the, when the Blue Jays wear it. Think about when the Phillies wear it. Tell me that that's not a badass uniform oh, when the Phillies have that phenomenal, that baby blue. And there was the Fleur de Lis, remember, on the Quebec jersey, oh, yes, right, York? The Fleur de Lis. I think that's the Fleur de Lis. Fleur de Lis, yes. It is. Yeah, that's the Fleur de Lis. The French thing from New Orleans. Co- yeah, I think yes. that's what it is. Coming up next, Crosstalk with Waddle. And Sylvie, we'll be back in two minutes. The fat guy in the little coat has the final word. Brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. This is the problem. Oh, the problem, is, problem. It looks like it's holding him up here. Right. It also looks like it's holding him it's up holding here. It's holding it in here. It, it is. And now raise your hands. It's truly. Raise your hands. That's a problem. <laughs> this right it's here is. It's truly a, like a sausage. That's a problem.